0: You're listening to Extra Takes, hosted by Northland Church Lead Pastor Dr. Joshua Laxton. Tune in each week as Pastor Josh reveals the rest of the story behind his sermons. We'll discuss how those who follow Christ can live out a biblical vision for the church and the world today.
1: Well, hello, Northland family and friends. Welcome to another episode of Extra Takes. I'm your co-host sitting right beside me. And just a few weeks ago, you were sitting across from me, but now that we're shooting this via video as well as audio, they said, hey, can you and Matt kind of sit beside each other? And we're like, sure. Uh, He puts on his deodorant. Why not? So Matt, hey, good to see you. It's like that. It's like that, but they don't have the lights on. So are the light? Yeah, they didn't want the lights on today. They they tried a lot of different things, and, and this was this is, was, it. This okay. is okay. it. I like it. Yes, all right, good. Hey, we're, we're rolling nice. with it. I'm I'm all right today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got um. I, I woke up because this is Monday, right? Yes, today's Monday. All day, and it <laughs> yeah, all day, all day. And so it was a great weekend. We had New to Northland, but we also had candles and carols last night. So I woke up just feeling like... And and usually on Mondays, I do feel like something hit me, you you, you know, because the weekends take a lot out of me. Mm -hmm. But this weekend, we had just a little bit more, and I woke up like, oh my gosh, I feel like I got ran over by an 18-wheeler, and so it, it took me a while to kind of... Get get up and running. Mm. I did did a workout, got my blood flowing, so I feel feel much better now.
0: Great. So. So, question for you: How many candles were in candles and Carol? Carols? Yeah, somebody.
1: Well, so we had Tony, and gosh, Tony, I, I, I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'm not even going to say it. But Tony, and people would know Tony. Tony has been part of our worship team here at Northland, but he leads out in the Voices of Liberty, which they're entitled Liberty Voices. Um, yeah, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because so so these are people that have have uh, sung for. The voices of Liberty mm. uh, at Epcot, but these are believers who love Jesus, and they do things outside together, and so they call them Voice or Liberty Voices. Yeah. And so he he was leading, and he was talking about all of the candles that were on the stage, mm. and he's like, "Won't you guess how many candles there are?" And and then he's like, "Well, don't don't you know, don't guess right now, and don't count while we're singing." And so then I had people coming up to me going, "How many candles are up there?" I'm like. I- I don't. It's not like I set up the candles. You didn't count them all. No, so, <laughs> I didn't know. I was you so set them up. Oh my! What? I didn't set them up. I didn't count them. But Lord have mercy, could they sing? Mm. It was an acapella mm. group, and I mean, just I would close my eyes and just listen, and it, I mean, truly angelic. And I, I, I can't wait. Uh, for even next year, because they, they didn't do it long enough. Mm. So I know that no one's out there saying, I mean, I wish you preached longer, but I wish they sang longer. And so uh, it was it was a great night. But there are 180, or there were 180 candles.
0: 180. Yes. Okay, mystery solved. Yeah.
1: So now now you can sleep better at night. All three of you asked me how many candles there were. <laughs> if, if you're watching this. Uh, yeah, it was
0: great. So this weekend, we started Advent, believe it or not, and we're going through a series called Memories of the Advent, and this weekend was Surrender. Mm. So this was December 2nd and 3rd. We were in Luke 1, 26 to 38, and you said the hope for this series is for Mary's memories to shape our present manners. Um, you, you meant behaviors, character, our lives. And really, we're going to be going through four memories that Mary has. And this first one is all about surrender. So, God's surprises are surrender. And we had the main point. The main point was, God's surprises require our surrender. Mm. And really, the outline was was two, two questions that were then answered. Um, you first said and asked, How do we know? The surprise is from God, and then second, then what do we do with
1: God's surprises? I know this. This sounds very, you know, kind of elementary, okay. but just in in some sense, this is why for me main points are really important. Mm. You know, because they basically form the thesis of what what I'm talking about. But. When you look at the main point and you break it down, God's surprises require our surrender. The first question is for the first point. So... You have God's surprises, so yeah. so you have the subject God's surprises. Well, how do you know? So that's mm. the thing. How do you know they're mm. God's surprises? Okay, mm. and then require our surrender. Okay, so they so they require surrender. Well, how, how do you get? Because because the whole idea of surrender is really hard. We we don't like giving up. <laughs> we we don't like surrendering, yeah. and yeah. so you have to build it out. Okay, well then how do you meet the requirements you need to surrender? So. Mm. So just – and that's what I try to do for every message is that, you know, I'm really trying to succinctly put here's the main point and then the whole body is is really answering or building out the understanding of that point. Mm. So, just, again, it's elementary, but I just, just helping people understand that I just don't give main points just for the sake of giving main points. Right. I'm right. giving main points so that you know that what we're building out is answering mm. that main point. Mm. So – yeah, and it,
0: it, it's a technique that helps us um, digest the information and understand the information better. Um, you know, your sermons um, have a lot of meat to them, but what is helpful is the the structure that's yeah. given, right? So, so the main point, as you were describing, really makes sense in the context then of the outlines that you give. In so, um, thanks for that. Well, yeah. What I want to start with is just this question. Um, of this idea of God's surprises require our surrender. What happens if that doesn't happen, right? So what are the implications if we don't surrender to his surprises?
1: Well, you you, you do miss what God wants to do mm-hmm. through you. I, I do think that a lot of people do miss what yeah. God wants to do through them. Yeah. Be, because they they really don't want to be surprised by God. I mean, because they, the the biggest takeaway for me in studying this particular message and trying to drill down was the paradox of God's surprises. Mm. Be, because when you look at, it, I think I think in life there's there's a lot of surprises that we have, mm. and if they are good surprises, I want you to know they're they're actually from the Lord. Like so. So I mean again maybe you weren't trying to have a baby and a baby came we know that we know that children are a blessing from the Lord so even if you weren't trying and you had a baby yeah I mean like that that baby's a, a good surprise, mm. and, and so and that baby does change your life. But what we were trying to drill down on, well, you know, kind of was this idea of God's like the, these big surprises that are lo- life changing, life altering, trajectory kind of changing, you, you know. And so, but but in those, there's this paradox mm-hmm. that that on one hand it's it's beautiful, mm. on the other hand it's burdensome. O- on one hand it's Uh, um, unbelievable On, on the other hand it's it's really hard and so so i mean it so that's where for me it was the biggest takeaway because when i look back at these big moments where god wanted you know, wanted to surprise me, like calling me into ministry, and me at fifteen going, I don't really understand what that is. And then me at seventeen telling my mom and my dad that once I graduate, I probably won't be back. And it's not you, it's me, type yeah. thing because yeah. I don't know where God's going to take me. Like so, so th- there's a there's a paradox in that that again, there, there's a celebratory, but there's a challenge. I mean, my you know because you know, cause, you know I, I, and my mom, she lives here, and and I. I love my mom and I am so, so grateful that I get to see her weekend and week out. I really do that. I know my mom listens to this and I know I don't tell you that in person, mom, but I'm telling you via the podcast that I just truly am grateful. Mm. But, but, but telling her at that point when I was 17, I mean, and not knowing, I mean that I, I, you know, I probably didn't say it in the best emotionally intelligent way. I probably could have because I was 17. So (laughs) But but you those are I mean yeah, yeah, but, yeah but those are but those are hard you, you know choosing like do I do I do I stay here or do I do I answer the call where God's leading and I don't know all of those things yeah. like I do so to answer your question I do think mm-hmm. that particularly when it comes to Americans and Christians who are American. Our cultural context and just the convenient and the comfort of our life, in some sense, creates the tendency for us to miss or decline God's surprises because they're too much. Mm. Mm. Well, no, I don't. You know, I don't want to take a pay cut because you do realize that sometimes God's surprises is not taking a pay increase. It could actually be taking a pay cut. Now, again, that's not all cases, but that's where you have to be discerning on what is it. That that the ask is so that's why we had to build out the yeah. whole understanding from Mary is okay. Well, let's let's kind of and, and then we can even talk about other surprises through you know throughout the scripture you know in yes. this because there, there's a lot of other cases oh, yeah. in scripture yeah. in terms of the cost.
0: So let's drill down yeah. into that that paradox a little bit more. Uh, like you talked about, there's glory and there's messiness, there's beautiful and burdensome, positive and painful, celebratory and challenging. And those were just a few that you mentioned, uh, but my thought is, why is it this way? Do you, do you have a sense of that? I mean, if it's from God, it, this isn't; these aren't our actions that are sinful that are cause, causing us to to go down the path that God doesn't want. But if it's from God, why why is there that paradox? Why is there that tension?
1: Well, because well, I think well, I think. You know, we answer it in how do you know the surprise is from God because the surprise isn't about you, Mm. and 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 that when you look at when you look at the paradox. I mean, again, here's the paradox: how can how how can the um um, you know the God man dying on a cross bring me life? It's the paradox. Yeah, you you know, He dies so that we can live. You, You know, well, that just well when you again when you look at the context though, and Adam and Eve. When they sinned, that their disobedience required their death, because it, God told them that if you sin, if, or if you eat from this tree, then you will die. Okay, yeah. so yeah. so they ate, yeah. they're going to die. Yeah. So therefore, something is going to. Ha- if if Adam and Eve is going to be spared then something else is going to have to take their place. Why? Because God told them. He declared, mm. you eat from this tree, mm. you die. Mm. They ate from the tree, they're going to die. Mm. But then that's part of where we see God's grace come in, and it is it is the paradox is that, okay, I'm going to let you live, but something else has to die. Well, they didn't do anything. Well, that animal, the, the, the skin, the clothing, they didn't do anything, right. but that's part of God's grace. Right. You, you know, Right. And this substitutionary atoning power of another life for life. so so again, that's when you look at Jesus, we sinned against God, we should die. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus says, uh, "No, I, I'll I'll die so that they can live." It's the paradox. So that's why when you look at this paradox, at, at one point, they, they, so so on one hand it's glory, on the other hand it's gloom. Yeah. But God's working through both glory and gloom for His glory. Mm. You, you know. So so again, that's the paradox because you you have to hold them in tension and you can't get them out of balance. Um. So that's where when you look at these surprises that God wants to bring into our life, you have if you if if you don't hold them in tension; you won't look at them the right way.
0: Yeah, and and really, I think you touched on why this message resonates so deeply. I know you mentioned that before we started. You, you had a lot of feedback that this message was resonating, and and I felt the same. I mean, it, it resonated with with myself, um, with Kaylee, with I had, I had four or five different friends in my sphere mm-hmm. that are going through transition and changes and I talked to several of them afterwards and there was just such, such a a resonance but I th- I think it's because of that point that it's not about us. Yeah. You know, it's not about us. And um and that's a that's a you know that's a sobering good reminder that that's that's not new information to us. No. All right? We know that. You you have been Preaching that right, God's mission and how we fit into it for over a year, probably most every message. Yeah. But there's something about it in the context of the the personal nature of our surprises, and it, and it really reminds me of this line from the Mary video mm-hmm. that we did um, with mm-hmm. Lori Hall. Wasn't yeah. that?
1: Oh, she did a great job.
0: Absolutely video. brilliant. I was, inclined. and that won't be
1: the only one.
0: So every week we every will have week. one. Oh, good. So I was in the nine o'clock. I knew there was a video, but I hadn't seen it. Oh, it got me.
1: Yeah. Oh, it got me. And then me. you put in you put in kind of that that you know music in the background that's more like the chosen type of music. Sound. And it's kind of like ah like, uh, yeah yeah. So and, uh, one
0: line that has to do with this that I wrote down. She said, "I never expected his promise to me to be so personal or so disruptive." Yeah. But it wasn't about her.
1: Yeah, yeah. And if you wanted to be illiterate, you know, illiterative, you could say as personal and painful. Mm. I mean, because again, you look at you look at Mary. So the the, the pain is people aren't going to believe her. And earlier, I mean, I, at the very beginning, Joseph's not. I mean, could you imagine how painful that is? The person that you love, that you know you've not done anything wrong, and you're trying to convince them to believe you. That listen, I. I God. <laughs> he was like, yeah, God what? You yeah. know. And so uh so painful, but then the outcast and then no having having more details because again, th- this particular announcement's not going to tell her how painful it will be that h- that her son is going to have to hang on the cross. But then yeah you know as he comes into uh his ministry and he begins to tell his closest disciples and i'm sure he told his mom this is what's going to have to happen and she's having to stand there watching him yeah like like i mean could you but but yeah. but in the pain she she knows there's this promise yeah and so I mean that, that again that that is the Christian life. I mean so hmm. so the 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 call to follow Jesus is this incredible call with this just incredible cost. So you get to follow, you get to follow the king, but it requires your death. I mean so again there, there's there's glory, there's gloom. I mean but but again God's glory outweighs the gloom outweighs the mess outweighs yeah, yeah. the weird yeah. outweighs the burden outweighs the pain outweighs yeah. the challenge like I mean out outweighs the fear I mean so but that that is that that is I mean that, that is the paradox of the Christian life is the is the fact and Jesus says this is that he he talks about this whole idea that if you want to save your own life you're going to lose it but if you lose your life you're going to save it so yeah. that, there again yeah. there's the paradox yeah yeah is that if i'm actually going to save my life then i got to lose it in the sea of god's glory hmm. now i'm just i'm just preaching out there joe you can preach so you can because preach. joe gave me a shirt just everybody peace be because uh, that's uh, Joe's slogan, Peace be. And so thanks for my shirt there, Joe. I will definitely wear it on a weekend. But I got it. My Christmas outfits already planned, so sorry. <laughs> you ha- Wait.
0: You have your Christmas
1: outfits already yeah, planned? Already planned, yep.
0: For every weekend?
1: For every weekend. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because it's Christmas season. I love the Christmas season. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Now, I don't have, like, you know... Fifty-two, you know. Outfits, you don't have like, like Monday and Tuesday. But no, no. Every, I mean, like I, I'm like I'm gonna wear that. I'm gonna wear that, and you but know, you have so. Saturday and Sunday yeah. for
0: every weekend. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, because it's Christmas.
1: <laughs> of course. Well, 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 yeah. Whatever sneakers yeah, match sneakers. Like so, I, I brought out the sneakers this past week that matched the the Clark Griswold jersey that I wore. Yeah. Yeah, are those the pumps. Those are the pumps. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, so I, I brought out I brought out the pumps. I mean, it's so hard wearing bulky shoes. Like, I mean, it really is very hard. I don't know how people do it, but I got some bulky. But, shoes but right. yeah, I mean, they they were very you know they basketball issues. I know we digress. We do so. digress.
0: Um, how do I make this transition? I'm, I'm just going to say it. The one of the thoughts I had in terms of Mary going back to Mary and and how powerful it can be. Looking at it from her perspective, is is seemingly she was probably the only one that was at Jesus' birth that was also at the cross.
1: Well, yeah, she, yeah. That right. would be, I, I haven't seen any shepherds there at the cross yet. Joseph, yeah. many, you know, most scholars believe it. he died there. already. So, yeah, so she was at his birth and at his death. So the immense joy, right? And, and she was a big proponent and leader in the early church. Yeah. So she was there in the upper room. Mm. So.
0: so So thinking about that, and, and obviously um, her being connected, you in know, and, and coming face to face with Jesus, obviously changed the trajectory of her life. You said surprises from God change the tra- trajectory of your life. And you had this quote. You said, "If you met Jesus and he hasn't changed the trajectory of your life, I don't know if you've met the Jesus of the only said that at one
1: gathering. That was fire. Yeah, I. I, But I actually mean it. And well, obviously, a minute. I mean, I said it, and I actually believe what I said is that yes, if if meeting Jesus has not changed the trajectory of your life. And again, your trajectory, your financial trajectory, how you know you engage your family, your career, how you look at your career, like uh, you, you know your your commitment pattern to the church. I, I don't know. I don't know if you've met the Jesus of the Bible. You might know of Jesus, but I don't. I don't know if you have met the risen Jesus. Because he transforms your life. I mean, you cannot, you cannot show me a story in Scripture where someone who actually believed in mm. Jesus their life was not transformed or put on a mm. separate trajectory than what they were on prior to meeting him. Mm. I mean, again, I, you know, I, I can that's just it, rattle off people, but you know, I, typically I, the
0: opposite when you see that they can't change, right? And you see, I'm thinking of like the rich young ruler right we we see where that doesn't,
1: yeah, he went away disappointed because that that's the thing I mean we live disappointed lives when we when we do not receive what God wants to give us. see again, you know Jesus coming into his you know he actually came in asking a question, and Jesus gives him a surprising answer, and he cannot receive it, and he leaves disappointed
0: well and what's fascinating about what you said is is this is not prosperity gospel because we hold this paradox intention, we hold the paradox intention, yeah, um, so you said we live. Disappointed lies when we don't receive what God has for us. But what, we ha- what God has for us is not just blessing and prosperity and financial wealth and all of that. No, no it's, the, it's the paradox. It, it, yeah. The balance. It's the, it's the struggle of, of both. Um,
1: yeah, because you you don't know in, in God's sovereignty. Okay, why does He choose to use some people that live uh, you know b- uh, below the poverty line but have immense joy mm. in Him and are extremely effective at just living for His glory, and people who are multimillionaires who live for His glory that it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and and here's the thing: I know people at Northland who fit both camps. Yeah, me too. And 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 again that 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 is just how God works. So so again we, we, this is the idea of okay at the end of the day your life is not about you it's about what God wants mm. to do through you and uh, mm. I actually forgot to silence my computer so sorry there fellas. And gals. So anyways, but yeah, it's not about, it's not about us. Mm. And and that's why God uses, if you look, Mary and Joseph, they were poor, extremely poor. I mean, below, below, below the poverty line. Like when they brought sacrifices to the temple, you remember what sacrifices this is? Bible trivia, Joe, you're, you're part of this. What sacrifice did they bring? So what was the animal sacrifice that they brought? A dove. Yeah. And, and so they're, right. they're, so why did they bring a dove? Uh,
0: there were because of their level of um, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah because there there was you know exceptions made for those who were extremely poor like if mm. you can't afford a sheep can't afford a bull like okay you can bring a, you can bring a dove mm. that, that's what they brought I wow. mean so the so so Mary and Joseph are extremely poor from Podunk very rural Nazareth. And that's that's who that's who God entrusts Jesus with. So don't sit there and say, "Well, I got to be rich in order to be used by God." No, you you don't, uh, because we see Mary and Joseph. No, that they they didn't have that. Mm. And so again, but it, but it's the surprise, surprise. Yeah, and the biggest, and that's why it was such a big surprise is because don't you know who I am? Yeah, I know who you are. But I want to use you. And so that that's what's so cool is that wow. it doesn't matter. And that's why I even told the Gen, the Gen Zers out there, you know, pipe up and pay attention to this message is because when you look at the life-changing, life-altering, trajectory-changing yeah. decisions that we have, they're typically going to be made between the time you're 12 and 30, yeah, You're, and so that's why you want God to speak into your life. Let Him be the one surprising you, as as opposed to you the one trying to dictate and maneuver and navigate these most important decisions. Because Mary is getting ready; she's in that she's in that time frame where she is making the most. Like she is already engaged to Joseph. You know, she's already thinking about her future. Yeah. God completely disrupts, intervenes, surprises, and says, "Hey, I know you got things all planned out in your life." Life, where you know who you're going to marry where you're going to live what he's going to do but i'm going to completely surprise you i'm going to change the trajectory mm-hmm. and that and see and that's what i want young people to know let god surprise you let god take you on his journey you don't try to plan out your journey you don't try to navigate what you're going to do and you know where you're going to no, no, let god do that because what you're going to find if you don't you're going to turn out to be like most middle-aged people and they're going to be comfortable they're going to be convenient they're not going to want god to rock their boat and they just you know again it is going to be the uh, just the, the the comfortable life and again i'm I, and if you're middle aged like I, like i said is that it's not to say that god doesn't want to surprise us yeah. but we're least likely to receive the surprise because we have already embraced the convenience and comfort of life mm. and god's surprises always gets us out of that zone so, so
0: speaking of that, of God's surprises, um, you said if we can't control the surprise, it is from God, but if we can control it, it's not. Can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Well, no, if we, no, if you can if you cannot control the the surprise, and it, it has really caught you off guard. Then that is of the Lord. I right. mean, he, he's sovereign. Now, again, I just want to be I just want to be extremely clear that, you know, because I did talk about how, you know, you might get some not so good news, whether it's health or a job. You might be facing a life-altering tragedy. And, and so I just want you to know, God, God does not cause bad things to happen. God does not – he does not cause people to sin. Uh, he does not cause suffering or pain. Now, does he allow it? He does, because we live in a fallen world. That's part of our our judgment. It's part of the consequences of living in a fallen world, and so God does allow it. But what we see throughout Scripture Mm -hmm. is that God powerfully and graciously and redemptively can work through that pain, work Mm -hmm. through that tragedy, work through that suffering for not only your good, but His glory and others' redemption. So, like I've said before, your pain, God can use your pain for someone else's provision. Mm-hmm. And so, so yes, if a surprises come into your life that you cannot control, it that you, you you do have to understand that that is from the Lord. And but you still have to go through all of this. Like I would say, what do you do with that surprise? Well, God loves you. God's with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has the details. You may not know all of the stuff that's going to happen, and you may need to have faith. That what is impossible that you don't even know how he's going to use it, but what is impossible to you is possible to God. But then what I said is, if you can control it, here's what you you know, and, and here's what here's what you need to do. You need a process. If you if you can control it, if you have a decision and choice to make, here's how you can at least discern whether or not this surprise is from God. Um, now, now, again, like going back to the at the very beginning, what I was talking about is that there might be things that come into your life that are a surprise and you didn't really give them much thought about it because, you, you know, I mean, like it just happened. And or, you know, I just made that decision. And, whoa, look what happened. Like, listen, any good thing that comes into your life once again. James, the book of James tells us, and James was the half brother of Jesus. And he's like, "Why was he the half brother?" Well, because Joseph and Mary did not get together to have Jesus. Uh, Mary had Jesus, uh, but Mary and Joseph got together to have James. So he's the half brother. So, that, anyways, just FYI. But but he's the one who tells us that every good gift that we have has come from. Above have, mm-hmm. has come from the Lord. Mm-hmm. But, but the, the thing that I'm, you know, I'm saying is, like there are big decisions that we, we have to make sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they really are life-altering, uh, life-changing decisions. H- here, here's how you can discern whether or not they're, they're from the Lord. And, and, and that's why I think these three questions are really huge. And I know that we're probably going to go over them, but you might have another question. Let's do it. So, okay. Yeah. So the, the first one is, where are you with the Lord? where where like be, because it's going to be hard for you to make a life altering decision that would change your life and change the trajectory of your life that the lord wants to bring into your life if you're not close to the lord
0: yeah and it's interesting that being the first one because if 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 you assess that you're not as close to the lord as as maybe you thought you were or if you're honest about it it probably pauses the rest of the process, right? It w- probably kind of so. stops you there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's I'm that not, first, and, right? Right. And yeah. I'm not trying. And again, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be legalistic. I'm not trying to be overtly religious. Mm. When, when it comes to following Jesus, it is a relationship. And I would say every decision, as we talked about in our no series, every decision, every yes and no is a God decision. So yeah. that's where like if it, 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 and, and and then when you think about so think about the and and this is how even explicit and implicit memories can even work. So in some sense the explicit memory of I trusted Jesus back when I was 8 years old. I gave my life to him. And so not so that is a memory but I've also I've also encountered a lot more experiential memories about following Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I know that my life is not my own, it's his, so it so it so it impacts in some sense unconsciously and unintentionally decisions that I would make, but that's where when you're looking at these big decisions that that are life altering if you really want to know they're from the Lord. Then you, you need to just again you need to ask where am I at with the Lord because if I haven't been reading His Word if I hasn't, if I haven't been talking to Him regularly if I haven't been under authority you know I, I, you know I, oh, I say with the church uh, where I'm I'm under the, the 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 authority of God's Word the preaching of God's Word how do I even know if it's from Him like. Because I, I'm not, I'm I'm not even cultivating a relationship with him, so how do I even know it's a surprise from him? So so that that's why it does. It would it would probably you know pause you just for a second. Now, then, let's just say, well, you know, you got a, you, you got a relationship with him and I'm close, you, you know, with him. Now, you, can you always be closer? I think you could. Oh, yeah. Like, now, here's the thing. God never moves. Just think about it that way. Mm-hmm. God never moves. We do. We mm-hmm. we have a tendency okay. to, to kind of fluctuate and vacillate. So, but there's, and what I mean by closer to the Lord, what I mean by is we, we can always strive to be more obedient. Mm-hmm. The, you know, so so in some sense, the closer you you are, and I've I've pictured it, or I've tried to give the image this way: is imagine the ocean. Mm. Okay, so many many Christians live the Christian life on top of the ocean. So you're in the sea of the Lord, and you're on you're on top of the ocean. In some sense, you're you're enjoying life in the Lord. But if you really want to, if you want to, if you want to traverse or journey to the depths. of of what it truly means to follow Jesus, to to obey him. Uh you, you need to you need to dive deep into the sea of the gospel. And the further you dive into the gospel, the further you truly follow uh Jesus, what happens the deeper you go into the ocean? Well, the darker, the, the more dangerous. The more dangerous, but the more weight. Hmm. And that's why you you can't be because if you go to the depths you will be crushed, which is why you have to have those submarines and all of that that can that won't be crushed so so in some sense you, you that's why there there's always more that we can learn and apply there there's always there's always more gospel depths that we can explore of how to apply the paradox of the Gospel mm. in our life and so so but but nevertheless you know you 're always wanting to discern where you are at with the Lord, you know am I reading his word, am I praying a, you know am I having a healthy confessional rhythm like man lord, i like I missed it there you, you know again like so mm. so you you just want a good, solid when I say relationship with the Lord as your as you're in, you know, kind of wrestling with what's before you.
0: Yeah i I think that's so helpful because, um, man we just we just want to jump to, you know, Lord, what do you have for my life? Uh, without the relationship, and it doesn't work that way. And then it leads to that next one: What is the Lord calling me or asking me to do? And really, if it's all about us and not about him, then I think that's a a good way, yeah, for us to discern.
1: So, so here's here's another, you, you know, and I'm going to use, you, you know, because I only I, I did this in the eleven o'clock. I didn't do it at Saturday and nine, but I added and added a a um, an example in terms of what are some surprises that God might give us or allow us, and finding a church to call home. Yeah. And, and even being part of a church that brings a new pastor. Now, I'm no, I'm no longer the new pastor. I mean, I've been here a year and a half. I mean, we're about to be in 2024 and March 2024 will be two years. So we're not too far. So, you know, we're not too far off. The shine has worn off. The, the shine has worn off. I mean, I no longer have the new pastor smell. I mean, so. I'm just, yes. How about pastor? <laughs> the, the, the new car smell has worn off, Joe. So, but but you know, and I was you know I was um, I I was engaging someone that what what I actually in some sense told them was that God has surprised you with bringing me, and it might just be you need to surrender to that. Hmm. You know, because God's wanting to, God is wanting in some sense. We don't want to go backwards. We're not going. We're not going back in time. We're going forward. In time, as a, as a church, and what we're wanting to do is let God lead us. And yes, so He has called me to lead Northland at such a time as this. And so, and I'm Josh. I'm I'm not anybody from the past. I am Josh. I have a style. I have obviously a, a preaching style. I have a I have a look. I you know, and and, and and I'm not trying to be anybody. I'm not like and so. But what what I do bring to the table is I want everyone to center around Jesus, not me. And so so I was trying to tell this person is everything that you, you know, you're talking about, it has to do with, you know, what, what you would kind of like. And it just might be that God has shown up in your life to give you a surprise. I'm your surprise. Will you surrender? And then that's where I would actually, you know, if you're wrestling, you know, and again, this isn't widespread, but I think this does help to finding the right church. That's why I even said, I even said towards the end of the 11 o'clock that if, if you can go to church and you can never be challenged to change the trajectory of your life, I don't even know if you're going to the right church. Because this is where, so church is the community of God, where truly iron does sharpen iron. Why? Because God is the one that is crafting and shaping and molding us through His Word and the power of the Spirit and His community. Yeah. And, and, and so that's where I'm, 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 I'm wanting people to realize that when you're looking at finding the right church, like that, that ought to be changing the trajectory of your life. Why? Because you want to immerse yourself into a community of faith that is centered around. Jesus that says, we want you to surprise us because it's not about us, and we, we can get to that question in a second, but mm. but the only way that you will ever do that is if you're close to the Lord and going, where do you want me to be, not where do I want to be? Mm. 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 Which then leaves that second question. Yeah. Who is it about? Yeah. And it's so funny, you know, years ago I used to talk about how... Because you know we're coming out of the secret church movement, and I said the secret church movement, you know, saw saw the church as this like you know cosmic vending machine. Is like I I want children ministry, E F. You know I I want to make sure a band you know sings my songs and you know and and then it's like this vending machine of what I want, what I want, what I want, And, and you never really thought to consider what does God want, like. You know, so and that's why for for me when I look at when I look at what sometimes people say about church or about like you know things is like you're saying what you want, not what you know, not what God wants. Yeah. And and so and that's where when when it comes to making decisions about career, okay, I understand. Like there, I mean, we we would love to all get paid more. But but is if all you can think about in this life altering decision is how much you're going to get paid, and, and here's the thing, it, and it may if it let's just say it this way, if you if it ever crosses your mind that you can increase your giving if you get this job, I again I just think you need to have a pause about where your priorities are, yeah. because you, you know the <laughs> what what. What God's bringing into Mary's life isn't about isn't about her, it's actually about who that baby is, yeah, and what he's going to do, <laughs> like everything about the description of that baby had nothing to do with mary mm. Mm. she she was she was just the vessel or the conduit to carry the baby, but carrying the baby was going to change her life <laughs> so <laughs> that that so so she had to think about who the baby was, yeah. Not about what it was going to do to her.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: So that, that's where like these surprises, you're going to have to start thinking about how the surprise, what, what about the surprise that's coming to your life is about what God's going to do in the world? That, that's what you got to think about. See, and that's why for me, I was, you know, and somebody asked me, why, why do you share personal stories? Well, for one, I share personal stories because I want you to know how I'm wrestling with the text of how it applies to my life, that I want people to know that God actually moves in my life too, that I'm not just going to try to pull out stories from people that I've never known or that I've read about. Like It's not that – that that's wrong or bad is that I want you to know how I wrestle with it and how I see what what God's saying here and how it applies to my life. Yeah. You know, and so uh, and I think even still early on in my past, you know, my pastorate here at Northland, I do want people to know how I wrestled with the call. Like people, I mean, I'm telling you, and and just uh, it was one person that was connected to Northland told me, "Don't touch it with the ten foot pole." I had other people going, "Are you sure you want to take this one?" Like, I mean, there's a lot of unknowns that that ship can sink, you you know, and that's a that's a big, you know, uh, that's a big risk that you're taking moving there. I mean, so but that's why I had to start weighing out. Well, it, it actually isn't about me. It's like I told that guy It's like. Somebody's got to go. Somebody. So, some, somebody's got to go because those are God's people that are waiting for a shepherd to come lead them to where God wants them to be. I literally told them that. And, and so so for me, it was about – and then that's where you have to look at what has God done in the past. What has he prepared you for? Well, I'm like, gosh, he has prepared me for this. You, you know, he's prepared – Like, so there was a lot of factors, but I knew – that it would be life altering, which is also why I shared that personal story at the end about Caleb, oh. because he's learning how like and he couldn't control that surprise. He was like Mary. I, he, he couldn't control it. Uh, and and he, it was tough for him. It, and it's still kind of tough for him. But he's right. learning mm. how God's showing up in the surprises. And he is doing the impossible that in some sense it, it didn't even register that that could have happened. And that that it did happen, and I do think that that was just an element of how God's like, I love you, yeah. Caleb. Yeah. Like I I'm with you. Like I I got the details covered. Like if you can start learning to trust me at 17. Like if you can if you can, and so that's why you know I, I get emotional thinking about it because I'm at my you know he's the one that was telling me the story because I had to ask him for permission. And he's like, well, let me give you all. He's like, let me give you more details. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm like, awesome. So he was giving me all these details. And I'm like, well, you know, I can't share all those details. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, and then I went home. I said, did I, did I, did I, did I communicate it well? And he said, absolutely. And, and so he's awesome. learning. And yeah. one of the things, and just so that you know, too, um, you know, I, I want I want the listeners to know this. So I want, I want you know, I want my, my church family to know this. When I get permission to share a God story about, about my kid, what it does is it also communicates to my children how much I value God at work in their life, mm. and then it then it what what it does is it it continues to communicate to them that I see them, yeah, uh, that I value them, yeah, uh, and that it just re it reemphasizes that God is at work in them. And so, so um, I and that's why you know I love telling the stories of my kids if I get permission sure, now. Yeah. So,
0: well, it makes it so personal. And um, and you know if if you've never played sports or maybe you're far from move, removed from that, you could ask the question: Well, does does God care who who wins the state championship? But but you made it very clear how just how personal that was. And um, and that state championship ring, I mean, plays plays a huge role in that. That redemption yeah. and um, and it was just um, it was clear to see how how personal and important that was yeah. um, in his life and and in and your life in the your life of the family be, because of everything else so yeah. all the other circumstances yeah so, and uh, and yeah I mean we we, we we played a role in that as a church
1: yeah because we called you yeah oh I mean that, that's where God is sovereign that's where yeah. I just chuckle over yeah. the the orchestration of yeah. of God in our life if we will just trust him yeah
0: and being able to look back Couple of years and just kind of connect those dots, and yeah. and that doesn't
1: mean that there's still not pain. It still doesn't mean that there there there's no grief about missing what was. Right. You know what I'm saying. Right. So yeah. so, so so it doesn't mean that everything's hunky dory, and that he you know that Caleb doesn't still struggle with missing Illinois or missing friends or of, of wondering what what could have been. Sure. But, but that's where you know you're, you're you're trusting your life to the Lord and His sovereignty mm-hmm. that He really does care about every single detail of your life mm-hmm. so this last question um, of the the first
0: is how do I initially process the call or ask um, It says God's prizes will only be able to be delivered by God. That's what I had written down. I know that's been true in in my life when I think about um you know at one point you had said, maybe there's only you know four or five times where where God may be showing up in our lives in these big ways and um and for me as I'm trying to kind of look at those markers, it's absolutely those times where I didn't force it um it's it's not something I could have done on my own yeah it just it just happened to me yeah um so I think that's a that's a great question to ask Mm. um where is this where is this coming from am i manufacturing this am i forcing this is this coming from my own um my own skill set is this coming from my own desires and wants or is this truly something that feels like it came out of the blue yeah
1: yeah and because what it shows you so here's what it ultimately shows you that you know that principle god surprises will only be able to to be delivered by God, it shows you that you can't control it. Yeah, like so. So you have to be dependent on the only one who has control. And, and again, like even to use the move here is that you know I mean, and most people have you know over the last you know year and a half since we we you know we've been here as a as a family, you know people have expressed concern over. My older, you know, my family, my older, you know, my older kids. And so we knew like, so this is part of the, you know, so this, this is a surprise. So we we didn't see it coming. But the only way, and that's why I even, you know, put God will have to calm the fears. God will have to give joy in the midst of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking about me. When, when I think, because there was a lot of fears, like, you know, is this going to ruin our kids? You, you know, how, you know, are they going to hate me, you, you know, for moving them their, you know, junior year, you know, right before they move into, High school, like so, the, the, so those are elements of this surprise where I'm like, listen, I can't control, like I can't control that. Like I can love them, yeah. I, you, you know, and I I can't bribe them, you know, like because yeah. a lot of parents they will get when they when they when they answer a surprise from the Lord and it and it sours their kids, then they the, then they you know re- resort to bribing them. Well, oh, I'll give you like a, a, at the end of the day, if you're trying to bribe your kids to in some sense receive something that God's wanting to give the entire family. I don't know if that's the way to work either. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't give them good things or good gifts, but I think parents know what a, what a bribe is versus I'm I'm just going to love all my kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And so so my my thing was is like there's nothing that I could do. Um uh, yeah. you know, but but I also knew that God loved them more than I loved them. Yeah. And so that's where, in any you know kind of surprise that God wants to, to show up. I mean, and this and again, this would even factor into those surprises that you cannot control, it, is that you're you're and and you know you're going to have to trust that the Lord, man, he's 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 got he, he's going to he's going to come through, that he's going to deliver whatever it is that you that you need, if you need peace. You, you can't conjure up peace mm. but he can give it to you you know so so those are things that i think are so so yeah. important about god's surprises
0: and i do think that that understanding it's you're coming from god and we can't control it really helps with that paradox you know it really helps when when we have the messiness and the glory right in those times of messy um understanding hey this isn't something that i forced that i conjured up that i did this is something that God either did in our life or, or allowed, um, and and then it, it it allows you know allows us to trust because yeah. um, it wasn't
1: wasn't from us it, it wasn't of us and it's not about us yeah and let's just think of a couple of people throughout Scripture you know not again not just Mary we got Abraham surprise mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you a land I'm just gonna show you yeah. how what why I mean like yeah go just, yeah it. like only be delivered by God yeah. okay. And then you look at Moses. Yeah. Only going to be delivered by God. Yeah. Like only like Moses, you can't go. I mean, you're talking about the most powerful nation on planet Earth at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you are not going to be able to defeat Egypt. So only going to be delivered by God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think Joshua? Uh, only going to be delivered by God. The, the the Promised Land. David. All right, he's the runt of the litter. So he's the youngest. He's the youngest sibling okay, so uh you're going to be the king, uh yeah, I know that you're just you are just watching watching the sheep uh yeah, yeah I understand you're just watching the sheep uh and yes there 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 is a king and he has and he has a son i yeah, I understand how things are set up, but you're going to be the king, oh yeah, I also know that he's 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 now jealous of you and he's trying to kill you uh, and you know so but only going to be delivered by. God, mm. and then I could, you know, again, I could go on and on and on, mm. you know, about how how God surprises these individuals. But in all of those cases that I just mentioned, <laughs> once again, there, those surprises were never about those individuals. No, it was first, like even so David fighting Goliath. Yeah. You know, hey, surprise! Yeah, I want, yeah, I'm tapping you. I want you to go. Hey, I want you to go defeat that giant and we, and when you read verse 46 of that chapter it tells you why why David is actually going to be able to defeat Goliath because it wasn't about David so that the so 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 that all the world may know that there is a God in Israel I mean that that's the reason mm. you know why and so the only way that that Goliath would be delivered to David was through the power of the Lord through him with with the with the stone mm. I mean, so I mean, and again, it, it is. It's just, it's just incredible how how God works, which then leads to, all right, well, how, because God's asking a lot from Mary. I mean, He really is asking a lot from Mary. I mean, I, I I I can't even like for me as a finite person, forty-one years of age, thinking about trying to put my myself in Mary's shoes. I mean, I'm really trying to put myself in Mary's shoes. What do well, how, how I'm I'm speechless now. Yeah, trying to go. All right, I'm I'm a teenage girl. This is going. This is uh, this is big. Yeah. Why? This how? is big. Big. What? Yeah. yeah. And I, I and you're trying to think. Okay, it's. Uh, I believe you. Like I, I mean, um, I, I know this is going to happen. Let it be. Like, but how do you get there? Like that's where I'm like you know, and so that's why I want more like how do you get how do you get to a point where you would move your family when it doesn't make sense? How do you get to a point when you when when you answer a call to go overseas in hostile territory? How do you get to a point where you take a job for 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 less money because that's you know that that's what the Lord has called you uh, to do? Like how do you get how do you get to that point where you receive uh, th- this life? Altering trajectory-changing tragedy, and in, in how, how do you get to that point where you surrender that in a healthy way to the Lord? And those four ways are how you do it. So it's through faith, right?
0: And those four ways, you said, you'll need to have faith that God loves you. You'll need to have faith that God is with you. You'll need to have faith that God has the details covered, And you'll need to have faith that what is impossible to you is
1: possible to God. Hmm. That even in your suffering, God loves you. Hmm. Even in the cost of that call, God loves you. Like knowing that God unconditionally, madly, he's madly head over heels in love with you. And you know that because there was the paradox of his love, that God demonstrated his own love for us, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You see, God loved us so much that he was willing to give up so that he could take us up.
0: Mm.
1: So so we know. I mean, that's where I'm like, we know. We know, we know, we know, we know. Not just know of God's love. No, we know God's love. He's demonstrated it for us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and so, so yes, I know that that surprise is tough. I know that people aren't going to necessarily be very happy with you. I, I know that it might cost you friends. I know that it might actually cost you some money. I know that it actually it might require you leaving from your, your hometown where all of your family is. But God loves you. And then, then they, the the next part is like he's with you, and and that's something too that you know I could have, you know I could have really talked about how when you look at you know God's presence always accompanying. Um, uh, people that are fulfilling his purpose and his mission. I mean, again, you just look at Abraham. Mm-hmm. God was with him. Mm-hmm. You look at Moses. God's like, I'm going to be with you. And then when 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 uh, God tells Moses, hey, you, you can go ahead and take these people to the promised land, I ain't going. And then Moses is like, well, if you ain't going, I ain't going. Like be, Because you are what life's all about. So so if, if you're not going to be with me, I'm not going to fulfill the mission because mm-hmm. it's not about just getting them to the land. Is about Rise. you being with me, mm. you know, and so um, you know that's what I I want people to realize there. And then you have David, a man after God's own heart. Well, why, why would God even call him that? Because he was close to the Lord. So, mm. uh, and, and so you have the disciples in Matthew twenty-eight when Jesus gives them this great commission that you're going to go into, all, you're going to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. And then what does he say at the very end? And lo, with I'm with you always. So I'm going to be with you. So I just gave you, I gave you your marching orders. But don't worry, I'm going to be with you. Yeah. And then mm. when Paul was scared there in Corinth, and he's and he's praying, uh, God says, "Do not be afraid, for mm. for I have many people in this city. Like I, I'm with you, man. Like mm. so so don't don't worry, mm. you, you know. So so th- so there there's this facet. Of the, the surprise that if you receive it and you and you answer it and you start moving forward, God's presence is with you. and so wherever his presence is, his blessing follows. So so his, he's going to provide, he, he's going to protect. He really is going to bless because he's calling you to this surprise and he's going to make sure he stays by your side.
0: Yeah, you said wherever his blessing is, his, wherever his presence is, presence is his blessing his, follows. Yeah, that's good. Um, well, I love the way you ended that because this idea of what do you do with God surrenders, or uh, with God's surprises? Well, the answer is surrender. But how do you how do you surrender? You surrender. It requires faith. Yeah. Um, but that faith is um, is aided by those four. Mm. He loves you. He's with you he has the details covered right and um yeah i
1: was thinking possible with our with our own strength yeah i was thinking about the details i was thinking about the feeding of the 5000 jesus says hey surprise i want you to feed the 5000 now again this would actually change the trajectory of their life because they sure. they would always know that i mean you know not only does he turn water into wine but i mean th- th- this man this god man can take just a handful of loaves of bread and a few fishes and feed 5,000 people, but... That, I mean he's not going to give them the details they're like you feed them that's why I was like I was watching the chosen and that you know that scene, and they're like, what in a, like how is this going to happen and then they open up the basket and then so we don't know exactly you know so that that is some dramatization there and then some speculation how Jesus did so, but we don't exactly know how uh but he didn't give them the details He just said, start start handing them out. Um, and, and so again i, I don't you know when, when, when I think about the details of even like leading Northland, listen, I, I know principles of of when I say leading and, and what healthy leadership, what a healthy church looks like, but i don 't know the details of what god 's going to do, but here 's what I do know is that he wants to glorify himself, and mm-hmm. so he 's got the details covered, and so will, will we trust him every step of the way? Um, just like the Amen. disciples did when they're handing out food. Because he, it goes back to even the series, more than enough. Amen. So,
0: so I think that's a good place for us to, to wrap up today. I'd love for us to just look forward to what do we have coming up this next weekend?
1: So this next weekend is Mary's memory of going to Elizabeth's house. Mm. So, so I'm, I'm going to look at kind of the the memory of community, but obviously I'm going to probably tackle it from from a different perspective. But she went somewhere where God was doing something similar. Yeah. And a family member mm. and so so i you know i I can't tell you exactly where I'm going to go, but it's definitely going to uh, i hope and pray resonate with with people that when 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 God shows up to surprise that surprise is always going to in some sense be embedded within a community that he's already surprised in in, in similar ways Mm-hmm. So it's not isolation. So it's not isolation, and so um, mm. so we're going to look at a couple of you know again a couple other things, but just just looking at her memory of community as as Luke's interview her, she just remembers, hey, I, I got the news, and I, I she headed straight towards Elizabeth's house. Yeah. So it, it was almost as if the if the angel Gabriel is tipping his hat, going, hey, I, I think you need to go see Elizabeth, and and we actually will see why why she needed to go to Elizabeth. Mm. Because again, this surprise, it shows you how tough this surprise is going to be. Yeah. So anyways, that's, that's how, yeah. So that's, I guess, where I will leave it. Well, oh. Northland family and friends, we love you. Mm. We are super grateful for you. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Extra Takes. Blessings. Thanks for listening to Extra Takes. Be sure to follow
0: us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you won't miss a single episode.